Hey there, terrible listener. It's a Sunday and we have a new episode out. Well, allow me to be the first to welcome you to the very first Star Trek Sunday. We just wrapped up our Star Trek Adventures campaign that ran through September and October, and when that was done, we all had just a really good time and wanted to keep playing more. And so, here we are. Rather than continue to write our own stories, we thought we'd have a little bit of fun and join in on the Modiphius Living Campaign. Modiphius Entertainment, the publishers behind Star Trek Adventures, are releasing every month a new chapter in what they call The Living Campaign. You can sign up for it right now at modiphius.com and play along with us. All of these episodes are being released to the public for free, and we're going to see how our crew of the Horizon handles the challenges they've written for us. There are two threads to the Living Campaign, a timeline set in the 23rd century and a timeline in the 24th century. We're not going to worry about the 23rd century half of the campaign, but if you play through that half of the story, let us know at feedback at terriblewarriors.com how your story turned out, and maybe we'll incorporate the out come of that story into our timeline 70 years later. The first episode of The Living Campaign, The Rescue at Xerxes 4, will be next week on Sunday. But today we have to introduce the newest member to the crew. For every chapter, I'll make sure that there are four members of the Horizon to sit at the table, but I can't guarantee they'll be the same four people every time. Steve Saylor, our chief engineer, was unable to make it for the first episode, so Joshua Barbo was more than happy to sit down in that chair and join our crew. Enter Commander Haddock. What you'll hear for the next 45 minutes is the lifespan creation, the character generator in this game. We did one for all the other members of the Horizon, and now Joshua gets to do one for his. And next Sunday, we'll put out the first chapter in the rescue at Xerxes 4 in the ongoing living campaign with Star Trek Adventures. Buckle in, we're in for a ride. Thanks for listening and supporting the Terrible Warriors. Hey, Josh. Hey, Justin. Hey, this is cool. I'm excited to bring you on board. Uh, I've given you the rundown. I'm excited to get on board. Uh, you're, uh, you'll be proving yourself to this crew because uh, you're actually just a passenger that they are uh, shuttling. The, the runabout they're on is everyone's going back to Narendra Station. You happen to be at the same conference, so you're hitching a ride when tragedy will strike. And then depending on how things go, maybe the captain will put in a good word and uh, make sure... Uh, uh, your assignment, when it comes up, will uh, send you to the. Uh... I'd be like, I, I like yeah, exactly. that guy. I exactly. want him on my ship. You have the choice of Andorian, Bajoran, Beta Zed, Denobulan, Human, Tellarite, Trill, or Vulcan. Um. Well, you know, I got. I. Uh, I didn't know until five minutes ago when we were discussing it, but the idea of uh, uh, attending a nude wedding in the uh, in the show at some point is exciting to me, so I think I will pick Betazoid. Nice. And just forgo all, forgo all that with the intent to have a nude wedding at some and, point. And in, and in this show. case, are you a uh, full Betazed? Yeah, why not? Oh, wait, I could be a half Betazoid. That's, yeah. that's interesting, too. Yeah, well, and this is what they do is when, when you, when you want to be, like, for the case of Steve, he's playing a human whose grandmother's a Vulcan. Uh, but in terms of the mechanics of the game, you just pick what your primary species is and you take the stats from them. Um, but oh, okay. with Betazoids, that, you still smart, take the you primary... the messiness of yeah. uh, half-species races. Th- the thing with Betazoid is 
uh, you have to be a full Betazoid to get access to their full telepathy. If you are uh, split, um, you lose access to certain talents because they're only available to uh, someone who's pure Betazoid. Right. So, like, for example, if I was creating Spock, um, he's technically a hybrid, but you would just use the Vulcan exactly. stats. Yeah, he's definitely picking Vulcan stats. And to a right. degree, even um, Michael Burnham has... Um, She's uh, biologically human, but because of her upbringing and her environment, she has inherited a bunch of otherwise exclusive Vulcan traits. Right. Right. So her demeanor and her her way of dealing with things, she would get access to Vulcan traits that would be anything that don't involve mind melding. Uh, she's able to do so. Uh, so it's kind of a it's it's interesting. We'll get to that. That's step two and three is your where you were born and how you were raised, and it doesn't have to be what the species you pick. Right, so Worf cool. being raised by humans, right, is is that whole idea, and so he picks up a lot of human traits, uh, and 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 that just for growing up in Russia. So absolutely. So, well, anyways, I, you know what? I I've always liked half breeds. Some of my some of my my favorite one of my favorite characters in the entire uh, series of shows is Spock, and one of the most interesting things about him is that he's half human, but ignores his human side. So let's let's make my. Uh, you know, let's, okay, let's so so Betazoid. one one Why parent not? was well, one parent was Betazoid, and the other parent. Do you want to go with human? Human is fine. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. To okay, me. I'm just going to type in half human in parentheses. You get the uh, value compassion through understanding. Sounds good. Um, because Betazoids, uh, their culture, because they can all read minds, and we see that a lot with Troy, they value honesty. Yeah, because there's no point. Half Betazoid, so that's another perfect example yeah. of something to. Mold after. Exactly. So she um, uh, has a, a Betazoid culture being a, a, t- a culture of telepaths. Um, they abhor lying because you can't lie when you can just read everyone's mind. So, uh, right. so they learn it, it, when we disagree rather than holding back through compassion, we find understanding. And through understanding, we find compassion. And, uh, I'm and, liking this character more and more the more I think about it. So you I get. Also, I also abhor lying as a natural trait that I have. Nice. So, so that, uh, that just fits right naturally with you. You get plus one to insight, plus one to presence, and plus one to reason uh, just for being a betazoid. Um, cool. You get uh, as a trait, you are a betazoid as uh, people uh, see you. So that will be your immediate trait. All betazoids are telepathic to a varying degree, and even when not using their abilities, they are highly perceptive to others around them, but also highly sensitive to telepathic disturbances and mental assaults. They have little right. familiarity with lies and deception due to their open culture and ability to read uh, thoughts and emotions of others. As they are sensitive to the minds of other living beings, they tend not to be comfortable around animals for fear of losing themselves in the mind of a wild creature. You can sense the emotions of most living beings nearby and can communicate telepathically with other empaths and telepaths, as well as with those with whom you are extremely familiar. You cannot choose not to sense the emotions of others nearby, except for those who are resistant to telepathy. It may require effort or a task to pick out the emotions of a specific individual in a crowd or to block out the emotions of those nearby. Uh, Sounds exciting. All right. Step two. 
is your environment. Regardless of their species, Starfleet officers come from many places and many worlds. While many humans are born from Earth, for example, there are many more who are born on colonized worlds elsewhere in the galaxy or on a starbase or on a starship. A character's environment grants the character a single value, one point in a single attribute, and one point in a single discipline. A player may choose their environment or randomly determine. The environments up for grabs are homeworld, busy colony, isolated colony, a frontier colony, a starship or a starbase, or another species world. Cool. So this one, I think it would be cool to do randomly. All right. Because it doesn't... Um, I, I, I've always established that where you grow up is... Well, I mean, what race you are is not your mm-hmm. choice either, but where you grow up is not your choice. So, you know, <laughs> as I grow older, I might have decided, oh, I want to go to a frontier world, but you have, in addition to where I was raised... Do you want me to, to tell me. you what you know, my first dice roll was, or do you want me to tell you what the two were, and you can pick one or the other? What was the first dice roll? Very first one, I rolled a six. Another species world. Okay. Which is... Um, uh, the character grew up amongst other species. They might have lived amongst a small enclave of their own kind, or they may have been orphaned by some manner of disaster and raised by aliens. Whatever the situation, cool. the character has unique perspectives on their own species and on those they were raised alongside. So in this case, both Worf and Michael Burnham fit another species' world. Right. Um, uh, in my case, as a, a half-human, half-betazoid, would this mean that the other species is neither human nor Betazoid, or would it be not Betazoid because that's who I took my stats from? I would say, yeah, it would just be not Betazoid. Maybe you're a Betazoid, but you were raised on a human colony and you were raised in Starfleet. Or uh, your your father is Betazoid and wasn't around, and so you were raised by your human mother um, in a human environment. Uh, Or you don't have parents anymore and you were raised by Andorians. Right. Like he doesn't maybe it it is neither. Right. Uh, It could be uh, you could have been picked up by Vulcans or uh, or 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 by others. Um, But, yeah, you're right. In this case, it might be that you're a Betazoid who has a human upbringing. Let's let's throw a bit of Guardians of the Galaxy in there and say that my father was a Betazoid who visited Earth and didn't stick around long. And then I was raised by my human mother. Uh, (laughs) A a Betazoid diplomat uh, who had a bit of a cultural exchange. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, and so you grew up on Earth, but Earth is not your homeworld. Right. Nice. So you've got a bit of, so <laughs> you're Star-Lord now. <laughs> this Betazoid uh, is played I'm by Star-Lord. Kurt Russell. Yeah. yeah <laughs> right, exactly. So I'm going to write down um, uh, your environment yeah, that, was. That's, that's canon. The, the Betazoid father of mine was played by Kurt Russell in the show. world, yeah. Earth. <laughs> Think about this while I write the rest of your stuff down. Values sure. are... They're they're up to right. you to it's decide. Not, uh, it's not like uh, and, and it's you, not like something that I can pick from like a feat in Dungeons and Dragons. Exactly. Just, these uh, these are something that, that, that I, they represent your worldview. They represent something that is right. in in this case this value is tied to your environment. That what is, a good example of a good value for my character. Going back to what we were talking about earlier, since Betazoids, especially empaths, don't really. Uh, understand or, or, or get along with uh, lying or deception at all? Could I make a value along the lines of yes. I don't believe uh, there is anything positive that could come from uh, lies? For, forthright over falsehoods. Exactly. Because my character knows when someone is lying and always gets frustrated mm-hmm. 
Even as uh, an empath, like you're not a full telepath. Even as an empath, you're just like no. Uh-huh, as an empath, you know when somebody is lying. Yeah, don't bullshit right? me. And that that probably led to a lot of situations growing up where my mother was probably saying something along the lines of, you know, you can't, uh, you know, you can't always call someone out on their bullshit because that puts you in uncomfortable situations. Mm-hmm. So you prefer forthright uh, over like, falsehoods. Oh, so now we move away from command. the environment you grew up in, and now we focus more directly on your upbringing, uh, the nature of your family and your surroundings. The upbringing provides you with three points across two attributes. Um, the, where you grew up can have a massive impact upon you, and whether you accept that influence or rebelled against it will shape the rest of your life. So there are six options here. But for each of those options, you also have to choose whether you accepted Accepted or rebelled rebelled against it. And that's Mm. your upbringing was you were were raised in Starfleet. You were raised in a business or a trade. You were raised in agriculture or rural. You were raised in science and technology. You were raised artistic and creative. Or you were raised diplomacy and politics. I I don't have any strong feelings one way or the other, so let's roll for it. Roll 1d6. Uh... I rolled six again, and that's diplomacy and politics. Diplomacy and politics makes sense because if my father was a diplomat, maybe my mother was a politician. Or she was the yeoman. She might have been the attache assigned to look after the diplomat. The character has been exposed to the complexities of political thought and the nuances of diplomacy since they were young, perhaps because a family member was involved in those fields. Okay. Uh, And I have to decide if I'm accepting that upbringing or if I'm rebelling against it? Yeah, so you either choose, um, if you accept the upbringing, they're disciplined and well-versed in the arts of debate. If the character rebelled against this upbringing, they've instead sought more tangible things to focus on. Well, my dad walked out on us. Again, going with the Star-Lord idea. Mm -hmm. He's not very diplomatic, so let's say I rebelled against it. Okay, so... You've rebelled against... I'm going to be a diplomat that is not very diplomatic. This is going to be an interesting character. You're, 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 you're a blunt instrument when it comes to the... I'm a blunt diplomat. Tables. There we go. Uh, more tangible things to focus on. You increase your fitness by one, and you increase okay. your reason by two. So your reason is cool. now at three. Um, disciplines and focus. The character's familiarity with the practices and perils of diplomacy, politics, and the law allow them to increase any one of command, con, or security. Command, con, or security. And before we upgraded command... We upgraded command, and you also have options for con and security. Let's throw this next point then into... uh, Let's throw one more point into command. Why not? Okay, your command... Ah, The character's focus should relate to the character's preferred way of applying their skills. Examples include composure, debate, diplomacy, espionage, interrogation, law, philosophy, or Starfleet protocol. I'm going to quote Spock and say that my focus is in cowboy diplomacy. Cowboy diplomacy. Something that Spock said to Captain Picard. This is something you don't do very much in, in your time, but we did it more back in my day. <laughs> we, now res- we now arrive in step four, Starfleet Academy. We're going to spend a little bit of time here. 
The years sure. spent at Starfleet Academy are some of the most memorable and definitive of an officer's life, shaping the direction of their career going forward. For those who pass the grueling entrance examinations, the Academy takes four years, covering a mixture of intense training, academic studies, and practical experiences. Much of this takes place within the main Starfleet Academy campus in San Francisco on Earth, but other campuses and annexes exist across the Federation, and a cadet may spend time at any of these before they graduate. A graduate of the Academy receives a commission as a Starfleet officer with the rank of ensign, after which they may wait several weeks or even months for their first assignment. Some cadets, particularly those pursuing a doctorate, choose a path that requires an additional year or two of training and study and instead graduate at the rank of lieutenant junior grade. A character's time at Starfleet Academy has a significant impact of them in game terms. The way these improvements are provided will be explained in full below. You can choose your character's Academy track or randomly determine it by rolling a d6. This is your shirt color. Command track, operations track, sciences track. As we're getting into cowboy diplomacy and growing up on Earth and your human mother and your Beta Z father uh, that you're estranged with, your values are compassion through understanding, forthright over falsehoods, and cowboy diplomacy is a focus. When you arrive at Starfleet Academy and you're asked to pick a major, <laughs> what do you think you would have... Uh, uh, found yourself in what shirt color does your character wear i think he would have been wearing uh based on what we've already established probably red probably red the command track the command track is for those cassettes who aspire to command their own starship someday it focuses on leadership and interpersonal skills diplomacy decision making in crisis situations and an understanding of protocol and procedure in starfleet operations which includes flight control Many command track cadets begin their careers as flight officer, uh, as flight control officers and pilots, where their training can be put to the test on a smaller scale while they gain experience necessary. It might be possible that you're the one flying them back to Narendra Station. Um, oh, maybe I'm the pilot. Yeah, we'll maybe. find out. I mean, we already have a pilot on the crew, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they are flying the runabout that's been assigned to them. Um, uh, gain the experience necessary for more authority and responsibility. Command track cadets customarily undertake the infamous Kobayashi Maru during their final year. You oh, gain a single value, which should reflect some aspect of your beliefs that developed during your time at the academy. So we're picking another value here. Uh, and this, okay. uh, your four years or more at the academy shaped another worldview. This time in your experience uh, in school, uh, focusing on command. Through all the tests and the friends that you've made, the connections, your teachers, you uh, maybe talking with Boothby, you, uh, you get another value uh, that you're carrying forward here that will either assist or hurt you know, in the future. These are your biases, your prejudices. Maybe like with your cowboy diplomacy, you've got a real like, I don't believe in the no-win scenario is absolutely a value that Kirk got while he was at the Academy. For sure, which is, which is an awesome value to have. Um, can, I, can I just steal that value from Kirk and absolutely. say I also don't uh, believe in a no-win scenario? I don't believe in the no-win scenario. Sounds good. So it Except sounds like with the lack of a father figure, sounds like with the lack of a father figure growing up on Earth, you might have um, just been reading up a lot on Kirk's missions and his five-year he, mission, and and yeah. and the whole that whole like romanticized era of the twelve Constitution ships that were sent out on their five-year missions, and only six returned, and only four of those captains returned sane, <laughs> and maybe yeah, maybe maybe that's why I joined Starfleet is because I considered 
from reading up on history books, Kirk was my absent father figure. Yeah, or just or just someone to emulate uh, in yeah. the absence of 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 uh, of, of uh, someone like that. Um, the player must select either command or con as your character's major, the subject they studied most intently. Uh, the discipline I'll, I'll is increased by command. two. So your command is increased yeah. by two. Your command is now at four. Um, nice. Uh, the, Don't need to put any more points there. <laughs> the, 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 that discipline is increased by two. Then the player selects two other disciplines, the character's minor okay. subjects, which are increased by one each. Okay, so for my two minors, yeah. can I select medicine and security? Yep, you absolutely can. Nice, nice well-rounded character. So now we also come back to focuses. The player selects three focuses. At least one should relate to your chosen track. Examples for command track include astronavigation, composure, diplomacy, extravehicular activity, evasive action, helm operations, inspiration, persuasion, small craft, starship recognition, Starfleet protocols, and team dynamics. But you're picking three focuses. You also took classes in security and medicine, so you can absolutely take focuses from those studies as well things that you picked up. Uh, so, you know, having spread out among the three uh, 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 tracks like this, you, you're, you're well-rounded in your education, so your focus can be anywhere. These are the classes that you took at the academy that you excelled in. Gotcha. Um, so diplomacy sounds like one, a good one. I you, get to pick two more You already that. have cowboy diplomacy. I um, do have cowboy diplomacy, so I probably don't need diplomacy because... Exactly. I'm using cowboy diplomacy. You've got diplomacy. You use one and the other at the same time. You absolutely. <laughs> now, you, you studied diplomacy at the academy. I got no problem with that. But there's no point in being redundant and adding another focus. So you've got, you've got diplomacy right. as a focus uh, and in your particular brand of diplomacy. Um, it's cow- gotcha. But the, so, uh, okay. your other things here can be um, either focus more on your command presence, like your like persuasion, not just diplomacy, or your inspiration, uh, or it can be composure is one of the other options they give. Uh, maybe you took classes on, um, you know, command under pressure, uh, or you have also took classes in security and medicine. So there are things here like you could take uh, focuses in, in hand-to-hand fighting or uh, tactical systems, survival, um, uh, espionage, or uh, okay. or or you've got so, stuff with the sciences in terms of virology or psychiatry. Um, uh, or I've or, got I've got three. Let's. I like the sound of that. Psychiatry uh, can be fun because you can you can play psychiatry against people with your diplomacy focus as well. Absolutely, right? constantly doing mind and, uh, games with people. Especially with my em- empathy going on, uh, I, I picked medicine as a as a backup, not because of actual doctor medicine, but because you mentioned that um, psychology would be a medicine. Yeah, trait. psychology. So that's, yeah, that's, medicine also covers mental health. Uh, right. Yeah, exactly. Both so both counselors and doctors are Ooh. they train in the medicine track. So for my three, uh, these are these are traits or values. Did, did you want psychiatry, or do you actually want to take counseling? Um, counseling. I think I'll go. Yeah. Okay. So counseling. Uh, um, counseling is one. Uh, I like that idea of composure under pressure. Uh, and and you said hand to hand combat. Yeah, we can just do hand to hand. 
Because he definitely learned how to do the signature Kirk double kick. <laughs> yeah, if Kirk was his hero, he definitely learned how to do that. I want to put down 23rd century fisticuffs. Of course. There you go. Do it. <laughs> um, 23rd century fisticuffs. You spend a lot of time recreating the bar under, brawls under from the Tribble episode. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> on the holodeck, you, you and your, you and your academy friends would go onto the holodeck and just get into twenty-third century bar fights all the time with, with characters from the Enterprise and others. Okay, um, those are your hollow novels growing up. Um, uh, that yes, and I got super jealous when I found <laughs> out that uh, um, my buddy Worf went back in time and actually took part in that bro- one brawl that. Uh, <laughs> That I didn't. That I that I spent so much time studying. You get a talent from this <laughs> from the list. Now I did for everyone else. I just picked out the talents for them um, because okay. it, it's 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 flipping through a lot of pages, um, and if you look at it, you can veto them. But the uh, uh, we can have here. They're not that many. If we want to take a command talent list, one that really comes out here is advisor, which requires command two, which you already have. Whenever you assist another character using your command discipline. The character being assisted may re-roll one of their dice. That sounds perfect. I'll take that. And so, yeah, you're, you, 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 you're, you're, almost a, a you're almost a blue shirt if it wasn't for the fact that your dad left. You might have ended exactly. up as a ship's exactly. counselor. He's like, he's like a blue shirt You shirt. constantly had people like professors going like, you know, you don't have to do all this command. You're, you're focused so much on the violent aspects. You, you, you are a damn good counselor, and you should be focusing on, on, exactly. on mental That's health. The- but you're like, I don't want to do that. I just want to get into fights. But you yeah, just, you've yeah. got like this natural aptitude to it, which is probably why yeah. you're running away from it. Exactly, especially because they've got daddy issues, clearly. Um, so. <laughs> we still have room for another value that you can add in. Uh, so uh, that brings us back to the Starfleet Academy. I think that is it for Starfleet Academy. Um, uh, is the talent is the last bit. We now go to step five, your career. Uh, this is a simple choice. There's no dice roll for it. Uh, by default, you are entering the game as an experienced officer, a character who already has several years of experience in Starfleet, in service to Starfleet. So the default characters are your um, uh, Cisco's, Rikers, uh, uh, Tuvox, uh, characters right. who are like in the middle of their career. Um, you can also choose to be a young officer, which is defined by their potential more than their skill. That caps your disciplines at four and you cannot take a rank higher than lieutenant junior grade we already have one of those people in the form of brent uh who's playing a junior officer and the veteran officer which have or you 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 are at the end of your career you have experience behind you this is your picard character uh who has served on many ships and star bases and their character's judgment and opinions are highly regarded by other subordinates uh in this case connell is playing a veteran officer in the form of captain schofield and everyone cool. else is in the middle at, as experience officers, which is your default. Um, uh, you can choose uh, what you want, uh, where you are. Like, are you fresh out of the academy, or are you uh, at the peak of your career, or is uh, uh, or are all the best stories behind you? Um. Well, this, I kind of where we're going. I like experienced officer. I think it's personally. I think that yeah. works. And and it doesn't officer seems to make more sense doesn't box to me. you in. Can I also say that I served on the Enterprise D, and that's why I'm now looking for a new assignment because it was destroyed only seven weeks ago? You said absolutely. There's a lot of people who have found themselves in need of a new job, uh, 
thankfully no one died in the crash of the of the Enterprise right. D, but they've all had to be reassigned. Some expert piloting on the part of Deanna Troy. So there's a, a lot half betazoid. <laughs> there is a lot of people now who have entered into the job market, a lot of free agents. And this is why you're kind of spinning your wheels. There's there's more there's a thousand new officers who need assignments and Starfleet doesn't and have that many ships. A thousand officers who need a you know, who were just yeah. There's a thousand people that just graduated and there's a thousand people that just came off the destroyed Enterprise D. So there's twice as many people as usual looking for jobs. You know? <laughs> Served yeah. on the Enterprise D, which means you're the finest. So you're you're so you're among I, the very finest in Starfleet. Uh, so yeah, you're exactly. as an experienced officer, um, you receive a value that can be chosen freely. Now this is interesting because we've now just established in your canon that you survived the Enterprise D. Is there a value you got from your time serving on the Enterprise? Sure, that would make sense. That would actually be a great choice. What did you uh, learn what? serving under all of those people? I I don't have to do it alone. Maybe before I served on the Enterprise D, D I was very much a lone wolf kind of Star Lord kind of guy. But uh, but strength I, in I numbers served on the Enterprise D, and I learned that there's strength in numbers. That teamwork trumps individualism and and that kind of stuff. You receive a value you can be chosen freely, and you receive a single talent which may also be chosen freely. Um, to do, do, do collaboration. This sounds work. You choose a single discipline when you select this talent. Whenever an ally attempts a task using that discipline, you may spend one momentum immediately to allow them to use your score for that discipline and one of your focuses. So, so I if can someone, let someone wants else to use my strength, if someone else is doing a task that uses command, but their command number is lower than yours, you can collaborate with them and they can get your four command. That sounds uh, like uh, and, a perfect challenge to take, especially given what we've just established yeah. for him. Um, you're kind of turning into Riker if Riker was Betazoid, um, like a blend <laughs> between the two characters. Uh, the, the last biggest step is your career event. Your character's career is a tapestry of events and experiences, but amongst this, a few will have been pivotal, uh, pivotal moments in your life. A character defines which moments in their lives are important in retrospect and which seems definitive to an ensign in their early 20s and be inconsequential to that same officer decades later. Um, so I'm going to roll... established that I was on the Enterprise D when it crashed. Could that you're, you're be gonna, my... Yeah, you're going to have two definitive career events. Uh, and I can roll for the other, but actually one of them is Ship Destroyed is, is one of the events. Perfect. So, so let's roll for one of them and uh, and take ship destroyed as the other one because I we've just established I was on the Enterprise D when it one, crashed. So one D twenty uh, is number sixteen. No, I'm gonna that we already had someone get that, and I'd like to get something. Uh, it's a discovers something an alien different. artifact, sure. but I'd like to get something different. Um, transporter accident. Transporter accident is <laughs> a career. There's a something happened in your in your career. Involving a transporter accident. Well, well I'll, I'll describe that in a second. But first is ship destroyed. The ship the character was serving on was lost or destroyed during a mission, and the character was one who survived. We already know the ship's mission, something routine. Uh, we, you were on the Enterprise D, Star Trek Generations. Ship went down after yeah. the Klingons were able to shoot through the shields. Every, everybody knows about that. It was documented in a movie. So. Thankfully, there <laughs> were many survivors. So, uh, yeah. uh, uh, there, there were injuries, but no one died in the crash. Um, and it didn't take long for the recovery. So we know the answers to all those questions. Uh, your character's resolve and competence in crisis has increased your daring by one. 
Awesome. Surviving that moment? Absolutely. Uh, your experience of a perilous situation has increased your security by one. Also awesome. And you gain a focus which should reflect your experience, including small craft, survival, extravehicular operations. Your time, either from the destruction of the Enterprise or since, has brought another focus onto the table. Okay. And, uh, uh, and again, this is this is a, a, a specific skill, not a not a world view, not a, like a value. It's it's like right. composure, counseling, cowboy diplomacy. Something happened through this that um, you you've now focused in on something else, so that maybe you don't have to deal with that again. Yeah, survival. Let's take survival, um, or 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 even emergency operations. Either of those are good. Uh, emergency response. I'll put down emergency response. Yeah, sure. Uh, transporter accident. I'm okay. really excited about this. So that's Everyone, a weird one. I mean, I'm very curious to see how we work this in. So um, if, it, if it's not working, you can veto it. We'll roll again. But the character suffered some manner of strange accident while using a transporter. The questions are kind of open ended here. What happened to you during the accident? And were there any lasting mm-hmm. repercussions? Was I split like Riker was into two different Rikers? <laughs> I mean, there were a lot of transporter shenanigans when you were on the Enterprise. I mean, Chief O'Brien doesn't have the best track record. Um, That's true. That's true. What What it, happened to it, you, and were there any lasting repercussions? Like, uh, another example there is Scotty just being suspended in the transporter buffer for, you know, 70 yeah. years. Or that Tuvix. That was an accident. He being, did that on purpose. Yeah, or being... <laughs> Merge. Although I would, I would include that in the career event. Um, like transporter accident is just the title of it. But we can something, something right, happened. Right. Something strange happened to you using a transporter. Um, Tuvix is another example. Being merged with people, or when exactly. all the kids were turned young. I, um, how about? Uh, I, I think I have an idea how to make it work. But how about you roll one more time on the table? We'll see if that's more and, interesting. And, and let's let me see if that's more interesting because. Transporter action is not appealing to me as much as some of the other things have. Um, but I, I do have a thought on that. If we do go with transporter accident, maybe after a transporter happened, he lost his empathy for until the next time he went through a transporter or something like that, and that really shook him. We could do something like that. Um, but I'm curious what else you might roll. Conflict with a hostile culture. Ooh. The character was involved that in a major like battle something with a hostile that his force. cowboy diplomacy might get him into. Yeah, so a major battle like a war or like Here's here's, here's the exact description. The character was involved in a major battle with a hostile force and is unlikely to forget the experience. Who was the enemy in this battle? Why did the battle occur? Was it fought in space on the ground or both? Let's not worry about something that happened on screen. That's 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 going to um, box that, us that in. would make things harder. Yeah, it's gonna let's, box let's, us let's in. Let's just go wider. You you were involved so, in a conflict with a hostile force, and you had to do something to survive. That has left this as one of like, it's up there with the destruction of the Enterprise. It's one of your other like big moments in your career. Okay, so maybe this was before I served on the Enterprise. In fact, maybe my doing this got me my assignment on the Enterprise. Mm-hmm. Um, how about? Okay, I, I've, I've got an idea. You know how there were um, Klingon Federation exchanges? Yeah. Of personnel? Yeah. 
Let's say I served on a Klingon ship. Perfect. That got into a conflict with some Romulans. I love it. So you were involved in a fight with the Romulans. It was in space. Uh, the, 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 the Klingon warbird you were on board with, or the warship, uh, was, um, was in the battle, and you stepped up during this battle. Uh, what the captain did you... was killed or whatever, and I stepped up. Well, you and... assumed command of, the, of a Klingon vessel. <laughs> I assumed command of a Klingon vessel. Holy shit. Yes. Uh, was the battle won or lost? Uh, that depends who you ask. The battle was would have been won by Starfleet standards, but lost by Klingon standards. So you got the hell off that ship after that battle was over. Yeah. Um... Yeah, like like I, I kept the peace and I, I I stopped the fight or whatever, and I I, I turned away the Romulans. You used some of your cowboy the, diplomacy to I like get the Klingons diplomacy. to back down and live to fight another day. Exactly, and, and you used the, your twenty third century really fisticuffs like to knock out the XO who was trying exactly, to take the ship was, into a suicide run. Which would have been suicide. And you exactly. used your composure and uh, and I don't believe in the no-win scenario to turn that all around. Exactly. The, the captain was killed by a Romulan And this is why you're en route to Narendra command. Station, because of your history with the Klingons. Exactly. Exactly, exactly. This sounds perfect. And I served on the Enterprise, so I'm, I know Worf. And I, how he feels about that is, pro, is, is he probably thinks I did the right honorable thing because he doesn't always agree with Klingon values. Honorable among uh, Klingons. I'm going to say you got a trait here called honorable among Klingons. Sure. They see you <laughs> as like, oh, you're not just regular Starfleet. Um, exactly. So you're walking in with a reputation. People know who you are before you walk into the room. Um, you, uh, you needed to be tough to survive. Increase your fitness by one. Done. And uh, the harrowing experience of battle increases your security by one. Awesome. Uh, you gain another focus, which should reflect the skill you honed during the fighting. In uh, hand-to-hand phasers, shipboard tactical systems, or uh, hand-to-hand combat. This was a space battle. You assumed command of a Klingon cruiser. Um, I'm thinking... Um, uh, evasive maneuvers could work. Uh, shipboard tactical systems also work. Um, Let's say shipboard tactical systems. Uh, and that's it for your careers. Uh, the last awesome. step is finishing touches. Uh, cool. You may not have any attributes. I'll figure out this math here. None of your disciplines can go above five. I believe your command is at five. Uh, and then final Perfect. check, your character attributes. I'll, I'll do the final check here. Uh, you, uh, you should have four talents and six focuses. One, two, three. You've got six focuses, but you only have three talents. So, so I need another talent. We need to pick up another talent. Um, okay, I think I've got enough from the command side. What about my security or medicine talents can I pull from? Uh, well, mean right hook. Is a talent. Sure. Your unarmed strike attack. Appropriate. Your unarmed strike attack has a vicious one damage effect. (laughs) Done. (laughs) That that seems to fit with this mean right hook. I used my mean right hook against the exo of that Klingon ship. It's freaking awesome. Okay, this is insane. Your character is like it was going somewhere. Like your mother had very different ideas about what kind of officer you were going to become. Oh yeah. Oh totally. Uh, uh, totally. uh, uh, I'll figure out your stress and damage bonuses uh, later. Um, uh, 
disciplines. Uh, you may not have any disciplines above five. Yep. Um, your uh, department will normally be the same as your highest discipline. Your highest discipline is going to be command, so you will be a red shirt. And your role uh, will be described by me, and I'll give you the equipment. So the last bit here uh, is um, your character's name and age and a rough description. Um, you're, I don't care about the age part, but your name, um, you could have a Bajoran name, or not a Bajoran, a, a Betazoid name, and... Uh, Examples of Betazoid names here are, um, oh, uh, value may define some, oh, I'm sorry, one of your talents must be, or one of your values must be a relationship value, uh, connecting the character to another character in the crew or to another organization or culture in some way. Um, Didn't, so, uh, what about Klingon, uh, the, the Klingon value we came up with? Does that not connect yeah, me? Yeah, absolutely. To so uh, you have four That's values. We're going to cross out one of these and replace it with the Klingon value. Compassion through understanding, forthright okay. over falsehoods, I don't believe in the win- no-win scenario, and teamwork. One of those four is going to be replaced with this Klingon value. Uh, how about the compassion one? Compassion through understanding. Yeah, that's your Betazoid one that you got when you were born, and that's been replaced now yeah, with. Um, that's been replaced with my with 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 my cowboy diplomacy and so, other things shaped me more than that did. <laughs> do you want so? What's your value? You want to be like something like like a Klingon or um, uh, burns with a Klingon fire? I like that. Burns with a Klingon fire. Yeah, so that's that's an interesting value there that you can use. Maybe that's where like your adrenaline comes from. Uh, someone yeah. says you're, you're like you have the heart of a Klingon. There we go. I'm going to put value. Someone on the that heart ship, of a heart of a Klingon, after you served uh, um, in in that story. This is your, your exactly is crazy. I love it. Um, so that's that's your value needs to be a relationship value. Um, and uh, so your character's name. It does keep examples here of Betazoid names. Um, male names. Uh, Betazoids tend to have at least two syllables and a melodic sound with a personal name followed by a family name. Of these, the family name tends to have a hard name. You're going to have a human family name. Uh, but yeah. your Betazoid name um, can be... Uh, uh, there's, they actually have Connell as a name with a K. Uh, Reban, Zanny, Enon, Dale, Etis. Connell with a K? Yeah. Andal, uh, that, would be, that would be funny. Colel. Connell will hate me if I pick his name. Um, <laughs> well, we've also got Brent as Steve Armstrong. So we've already got people using other people's names in the game. I mean, that might be a fun tradition done. to keep going. All right, I'm Connell with a K. Okay, and what's your human last name from San Francisco where your mother was from? Your mother's maiden name or, or a family name from a, a cousin that you had? Con- that Connell Haddock. Haddock? Yeah. Like the fish? Like the fish. And that's how everyone's like, Commander Haddock? Like the fish? Yes. Yes, because one day I will be Captain Haddock. <laughs> like the character from Tintin. <laughs> <laughs> so, Connell Haddock, a half-human Betazoid, growing up on Earth, served on the Enterprise, transferred with the Klingons, got a mean right hook after you knocked out the XO to take over the ship. You value Klingon heart, forthright over falsehoods, not believing in the no-win scenario, and teamwork. Your talents involve empathy, advisor, 
or not empath, as in telepathy. Empath, advisor, collaboration, and a mean right hook. Your focuses are cowboy diplomacy, counseling, composure, 23rd century fisticuffs, emergency response, and shipboard tactical systems. This sounds like an awesome character. <laughs> this is a, this character is insane. Uh, I'm just going to awesome. put this here so I Came so up with it, it 100% organically on the phone right now. Character <laughs> sheet, um, Josh, and save. Done. Well, Justin, my, my food is, I see on the table, getting cold. Yeah. So uh, I, I will let you go. Um, I will let you then, go. And then we have uh, we 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 will uh, we will see what becomes of this character on uh, in a week. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm I'm. This is uh, I think this character uh, beyond just this weekend's game. Uh, there's a lot here to a be like for like if we play a game person. where Connell can't make it, you're gonna be. I think uh, I, I I'm leaning towards you being the first officer. So you're gonna be like Schofield. I can't send you down on that planet. The captain's got to remain on the bridge. Uh, but um, <laughs> yeah, well, because you need you need someone in case the captain can't be yeah. there. Yeah, Schofield the is a officer. bit of a reckless cowboy of a captain, and they've sent you in because of your experience with the Klingons. They've put you onto the horizon to uh, keep him in check. Sounds <laughs> good. I am excited. But no one knows All this. Right. You're on your way to Narendra Station for assignment, and. Uh, He's testing you to be first officer, and you're testing him on whether or not he'll be your captain. Awesome! This is exciting. So my rank is uh, my rank is commander. Is that? I'm just gonna then? make you. Yeah, we don't have a commander on the crew, so I'm gonna make you commander. Cool. Commander Haddock. I also like how that sounds. I also really like how that sounds. So you got the three pips. Right. I would have just got them, perhaps for you. Yeah, you were only I, just promoted, promoted after the Enterprise. You weren't a commander. Yeah, you've only. I, was a, I would have been a lieutenant commander. You would have been Enterprise. a lieutenant commander on the Enterprise, serving with um, uh, their uh, d- uh, diplomacy departments and and, yeah. and other things like on the lower decks. And uh, exactly. and after the, the the Enterprise went down, uh, they finally promoted you uh, for your service. And uh, yeah, we've got we've got a spot for you. Awesome! I'm very excited. <laughs> 